Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Savage Fast Podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level. With me, as always, my co-host Dylan Reagan. We're here to make our picks for Week Eight in the NFL. And um, of course, if you've been following along this season, uh, we know that uh, Dylan right now has the uh, big lead in our uh, pick'em contest between he and I. And well, there's only a couple. I'm gonna have a chance to make up some ground on him on this week. I think there's three that we're picking differently. Something like this that, week. yeah. Um, but uh, that's still not gonna be enough for what I think has turned into a double-digit lead for Devlin at this point in the season. But uh, we still got half a season to go, and so I'm gonna try to methodically figure <laughs> out uh, where to pick my spots on this. But uh, let's jump right in, Dylan, because we've got uh, a lot to get to here. Let's start with our games of the week, and yes, we are going plural this week. The Packers at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are six-and-a-half-point favorites here. Obviously, that would not be six-and-a-half probably if uh, this was a normal scenario for the Packers. But knowing that uh, Devontae Adams not going to be traveling and knowing the limitations uh, potentially on offense for the Packers, that, I think, is why you see this uh, as a six-and-a-half-point spread here. I'm picking the Cardinals. I don't really have much hesitation about that, although when you think about it, Aaron Rodgers, odds stacked against him. Uh, you could totally see them finding a way to win this game. I just don't see them outscoring the Cardinals here. I think the Cardinals, um, again, at full strength, uh, are better than the Packers here without uh, Devontae Adams in the lineup. Yeah, I I still think the Packers will put some points on the board, but Arizona ranking second in defense of DVOA uh, through seven weeks. It's not a fluke. They've really come together as a unit over there, and they get Chandler Jones back this week as well. Uh, So, yeah, the Cardinals are the pick. I probably would have picked them even if the Packers were at full strength. Um, It's obviously not just the the guys that are out on the COVID list. They've had injuries along their offensive line. Bakhtiari, Darius Smith, they've had on the on defense as well uh, quite a few big names out. So it's just uh, uh, catching them, especially on this on this uh, close uh, early week, just a bad timing for the Packers in terms of that. It sounds like Devontae may have been back by Sunday. Um, we'll see. I guess technically still could. Um, I know that Lazard won't be for sure because he and they revealed he wasn't vaccinated. So, yeah, just a tough – they're getting Valdez Scantling back. And, again, feel good about where the Packers have been overall. Obviously, I don't – even though they've had some close, kind of uglier wins, I still believe in what they've been able to do uh, with one of the best offenses in the league. But Arizona is not that far behind on that side of the ball. And, uh, obviously, we've seen the just that defense for Arizona has been – putting up some pretty great performances against some tough opponents, obviously not last week, but just over the course of the season, really impressed what they've been able to do. Pretty much the only defense that really had any success so far against the Rams offense. Um, and they get another another challenger here. Um, wish both teams were at full strength because, yeah, this has very the rare, uh, really exciting, really highly touted Thursday night game. I still think it would be a good one, but the Cardinals at this point, uh, not, I'm going to probably keep picking them until they lose a game. <laughs> Yeah, not not a bad plan. That's uh, usually my methodology there when it comes to uh, teams like that as well. All right, our other game of the week we're picking here, the Bucks at the Saints. Bucks are five-point favorites in this one. Saints coming off of that uh, win 
Yeah, on Monday night against the Seahawks and mm-hmm. uh, the Bucks, of course, they just keep winning. We know that. Um, Five-point spread here, uh, but I think this should be a pretty good game, even though it, it feels like for the Saints they've kind of you know, had to grind out some of these games here, uh, you know, as we know, just kind of where things stand with them. But but I feel like they're going to be ready, you know, here mm-hmm. in a home game. Um, great crowd, great atmosphere, and uh, this should be a pretty good game, although, again, same same method here. Uh, I'm picking the Bucks uh, for right now. Oh, they're rolling, and uh, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun watching that matchup with Tampa's offense against the Saints defense that's ranking third in DVOA through the first seven weeks. Com- obviously, it was with Geno Smith, but completely, I mean, they really completely shut down everything Seattle wanted to do outside of that one long play to DK Metcalf. Um, I, you know, looking back at last year, these were really intriguing games, and not that Drew Brees is the Drew Brees we grew accustomed to playing last season, and New Orleans still won both regular season games convincingly before their comeback in the playoffs. I think their defense, yeah, will be highly motivated. We haven't seen New Orleans play insanely well in the Dome yet, uh, but they're still sitting at 4-2 for a team that maybe the kind of sneakily has been pretty solid. Um, I just think it's a really tough matchup. I, I, uh, on the other side, I do wonder how much New Orleans, you know, they – Alvin Kamara does everything for that team. He had a fantastic performance, and they still only put up 13 points on Seattle, uh, one of the worst defenses, or at least a bottom eight defense in the league, and now they're facing a Tampa group that has only gotten stronger. I know they, they've had a lot of injuries in the secondary, but it's not exactly a place that New Orleans has really uh, killed teams on. I do know that the Saints, I believe, at least coming off the IR, according to the old the old fantasy app for ESPN. It looks like Michael Thomas has a chance to play. I don't know what kind of role he would even have coming off of IR. Um, and obviously all the off-field uh, kind of things have happened between him and that organization. But another in- interesting wrinkle, but still feel pretty good about Tampa. I wasn't going to make this a lock, but honestly, I, I feel like they'll win by a touchdown. I just Their offense is clicking at a ridiculous rate, and I just don't think the Saints have the, the kind of firepower on offense right now to keep up with them. All right, to our betting locks uh, of the week, and we're going to start with mine. And let me tell you, as I told <laughs> we were laughing, but like as soon as I saw the spread, I had yeah. to do a double take here because I was like, wait a second, are we sure about this? And we checked, like it's accurate. Um, the Jaguars are on the road in Seattle to play the Seahawks. The Seahawks are three and a half point favorites in this one, three and a half. Now, maybe that is just a lot of hate for Gino here because um, clearly there is not a whole lot of belief that the Seahawks are going to be able to do a a whole lot offensively, I guess, to be able to outscore the Jags. Um, I, on the other hand, have a different opinion, and I think that the Seahawks should at least be able to win this game by four points. Maybe it winds up being four to nothing. Maybe we get two safeties, the Jags don't score. I don't know, but I just still tend to think that they are four points better than the Jags, uh, even with Russell Wilson out. Um, that was a competitive game against the Saints uh, on Monday Night Football, and I think the Saints are much better than the Jags. So I don't know, again, without Russell Wilson, it's much harder to predict this kind of game because you just never know. Uh, and the Jags are coming off of a bye after their first win. But still, uh, what I've seen to this point in the season, I don't think the Jags are very good. And I think the Seahawks are obviously not as good as they would be with Russell Wilson, but I still think they're significantly better than the Jags. Yeah. So if you're giving me three and a half points, 
I will take that and not complicate things because I just feel like that's a that's a pretty easy choice looking at it that way. Yeah, I mean they've they yeah they're sitting at two and five, but they barely even without Russell Wilson they barely lose to pretty good teams. Like at the end of the day, whether the Steelers and Saints both make the playoffs, still solid opponents that Seattle came a puncher's chance away from beating. Even in the Rams game where Russell Wilson got hurt, they scored two touchdown drives against the Rams defense with Geno under center. I think there's yeah too much disrespect for what Seattle's been able to do on offense. They're still ranking seventh in DVOA despite these last two and a half weeks, what they've had to put up with, and now they're facing a Jags team that, uh, you know, you talk about going from that Saints defense to the worst defense in DVOA in the league. Uh, I think they're going to be able to score some points. I don't know if it's going to be pretty, but I think they're going to win. The three and a half is just too low. I if I had a secondary or third lock, because there's two games outside of this one that I would I kind of was considering as well, I would take it. Uh, I really just think the Jaguars are a really bad team that uh, got away with some things against a Dolphins team that is really weak and has a terrible offensive line and a lot of other issues. And uh, the game was in London. It's just too many things right now for me to think that the Jaguars are going to travel, you know, one of the longest outside of Miami to Seattle, I guess the longest trip probably in the entire league that you could take and uh, put up a, a quality performance against the Seattle team that is overall still 10th in DVOA, still for a 2-5 and five team. Uh, their record does not really indicate the real strength of them. I think they're going to probably handle the Jaguars in this one. Well, who would have known that uh, we'd be sitting here in our year betting lock here and, you know, this season. If we'd have thought about this a season ago, two seasons ago, who would have thought that the Cincinnati Bengals would be 11.5-point favorites on the road against the New York Jets, but that's exactly where things sit here. Um, I would, I seriously considered this one as well. Uh, there's another one we'll get to in a minute that I was also strongly considering, but uh, the Bengals are the easy choice here. And again, who would have thought that uh, we'd look at the Bengals and think, wow, what an easy choice in a game like this. But uh, the Jets are that bad. The Bengals have proven to be very good and uh, pretty pretty simple choice on this one. Yeah, there's two games I think, yeah, like you mentioned, we'll talk about one in a sec. It, depending on where you're uh, possibly placing these bets, look at other um, uh, places. I know Caesars has 10.5, so I'm getting by a little bit duped here by by our Fandle odds. Um, hopefully the Bengals still are able to cover the 11.5 point spread. I do think the overall strength of this team kind of showed in that game against the Ravens not just they're not going to have a ton of blowout wins like that against really quality opponents but they've been blowing out the bad teams they've been facing before that and I think it comes down to the strength of their defense it's something that did not anticipate again them being fifth in DVOA at this point of the year so we're halfway into the season basically uh with how many games they've played and the, the results are there um they're doing things uh a lot of people have pointed out that kind of uh mimicked uh, in that last game against the Ravens what uh, the Patriots did in the game where Sam Darnold said that he was seeing ghosts, uh, something that Steve Rivera on Twitter and a couple other guys were talking about, basically uh, having simulated pressures where guys were linebackers and linemen even dropping back into coverage in short areas of the field. I just do not see any way that the even, obviously no Zach Wilson here that we're going to see the, the Jets offense do anything against them on that side. On the flip side, I think Cincinnati's offense has found uh, its footing quite a bit. Obviously, Joe Burrow's played fantastic. You see things ahead of time but they're still running the ball pretty well against a Jets defense that is one of the worst again in the league it's just it's this as much as I'm uh, really excited about what Cincinnati can be even if it's not as I talked about in the last podcast even if they're not going to be like a Super Bowl contender uh, by any means I, I am excited just by the potential of them and the lack of having over overarching expectations it's just a fun team uh, that I think is going to win a lot of games still coming up but uh, this comes 
down to more picking against the Jets as just as much as anything, I think, because they're so down where they've been. Maybe they'll fight back. Maybe this will be a game where they are able to keep it a little closer. I just don't see it happening. Um, there is one game, again, as we'll get to shortly, that I, I'll mention as we talk about it that I nearly swapped at this last minute, but I do think that uh, really the Bengals' defense, not even just uh, Joe Burrow and what that offense is doing, is the reason uh, I feel pretty good about this one. Yep, going against bad teams has uh, been a formula that's worked for us before, and um, not going to have any bad teams in our upsets of the week here because starting with mine, uh, the Cowboys are two and a half point favorites on the road against the Vikings. I've been on the Cowboys bandwagon as we know, going back to the start of last season, uh, kind of veered off course very quickly, but uh, back on it this season. But I think this is an interesting spot for them uh, against the Vikings team that I just I don't think is very bad at all. Um, you know, we've seen some of the good of the Vikings. We've mm-hmm. seen some of the bad of the Vikings uh, this season. But uh, coming off a bye, you know, they're at home. I just – I really like the Vikings here. I think this is a nice spot for them uh, in terms of, you know, kind of where they're at and, and the possibility of winning this game. And mm-hmm. the Cowboys coming off a bye too. But, you know, I, I just – I don't know. There's something about this where I feel like the Vikings are going to be able to put up points. And I know the Cowboys will be able to put up points too, but uh, I'll give the Vikings a slight edge here in this one. The only thing I think we could have done here was put this as the game of the week. I know we talked about it, but Minnesota, for just the sole reason that Minnesota, out of their six games, five of them have been one-score finishes a lot of times coming down to walk-off field goals, missed field goals, touchdowns in overtime against the Panthers in their last game. So it's probably going to be an exciting finish. And sure enough, on ESPN's uh, football power index, this is the closest matchup of the week. They only have Dallas as a 50.7 uh, winner here so it's uh percent so it's like it's basically right down the middle I, I picked the cowboys just because i feel pretty good about where their defense has been this season um and they're both coming off the bye i think they'll be well rested i do think on just on offense it, as much as minnesota has been solid i just think dallas is they're they're right there with the top two or three offenses in the league so far this year also one of the more balanced offenses in the league obviously with uh re, you know everything that people had all the concerns about zeke a year ago and some of the issues with the offensive line they definitely look like a rejuvenated group this season um it's gonna be yeah it's, I, I just think it's gonna be a fantastic game don't feel fantastic about the the winner of it i, I really do think it's gonna come down right to the wire minnesota has been solid enough on offense as i kind of talked about their defense still has been really good but they've struggled defending the run they're third in pass defense dvoa 24th against the run so especially if you're a fantasy owner of zeke or even maybe if you want to get frisky with tony pollard there might be an opportunity because i could see dallas mm-hmm. keeping it on the ground keeping the vikings off the field and uh trying to force kirk into some of the some of the turnovers that we've seen from him at certain times of his career. But, uh, I, again, won't be surprised if Minnesota just uh, takes this one away because I, I really do think Minnesota's, um, like you said, they're better than a 3-3 three and three record. They're, I mentioned this every single time we talk about that Cardinal game. They're, they're a missed like basically extra point level field goal away from being 4-2 and two, and the conversation being a bit different about them. Well, in the Clutch Points League, all I have is gambles at this point. Um, that's pretty much my only hope uh, to any path to the playoffs. So uh, maybe I have to put Tony Pollard in and hope for the best uh, based on my uh, team at this point. All right, you're upset of the week. Uh, what do you know? Another theme here on the podcast over the years. Dylan's going to go against the Chargers because the Patriots are on the road against the Chargers, who are six-point favorites here. Chargers also coming off a bye. Um, I'm going Chargers. I just I, I don't. I don't see it. I know you do. But, again, we, we talk like this whole theme thus far has been formulas that have worked for us over the years. 
picking against the Chargers and thinking that the Chargers are going to blow a game that they shouldn't blow, um, that has something that has worked yeah. for you. So I can understand, I guess, in that scenario why you're going this route. I think I've only picked one Charger game wrong this year, and I did think that they might have a chance against the Chiefs. So, yeah, like I, whenever they've been hot early in the year, I, I was on them, on the bandwagon, and then that Ravens game, I just looked at it, did not think they were going to match up well defending the run, and that, that's been the one Achilles heel for the Chargers. They've been awful on the ground uh, on defense there i don't you know with the trade deadline coming up that might be something they try to address depending on what team has a some guy that basically a two gap defensive tackle is essentially what they need to have because in the middle they're just getting beat off the snap like way too often um the only game they really look good on with their run defense was against the raiders outside of that it's been really bad maybe maybe look at that adjusted with the scheme this week we got a whole week off before playing the pats uh, but I think, as we've seen from New England uh, over the last few weeks, uh, Mac Jones looks more and more comfortable every week. Even if he's not making the incredible play, he's making the right play more often than not. I think their defense is really, really good. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're going to – there's no chance that uh, they're going to have the same kind of success that Baltimore just did. Um, I, would, I would not <laughs> be banking on that um, against them. I, you know, That was a pretty fantastic performance from what we saw from the Ravens uh, completely shutting down uh, Justin Herbert in that offense, but I, I could see Bill Belichick having a few tricks up his sleeve. We saw them; I, it was a very different year last year, but I believe they beat them like forty something to nothing, some ridiculous uh, score. And it was when Herbert was starting last season. I know they had like a block punt touchdown and other crazy things, but I just uh, I, I just have a feeling with the way the games have gone. I think the Chargers will bounce back. I have both these teams in the playoffs, so maybe it's more so uh, me trying to make sure they both have enough wins to, to sneak in as wild cards um, or possibly even division winner, uh, depending on what the Chargers can do over the course of the second half of the season and especially the Chiefs struggles. But uh, yeah, this one I just, and also the atmosphere. I, I know I, there's always, I will say one thing about the Chargers here, at least this season, it does feel like there are more, a higher percentage of Charger fans outside of that Raider game, like the Browns game, for example, I was impressed with how many people were actually there. Uh, but the Patriots haven't played with fans in LA. I don't think uh, they, they haven't. They never haven't played the LA Rams with fans. Last year they played here, but with no fans. I, I just have a, and I know there's a lot of Patriot fans in the Los Angeles area that have stuck with them despite Tom Brady leaving. I I just think there's going to be a ridiculous um, split that's going to be higher than even what the Browns had a week ago uh, that I, I just, uh, I don't know. I get some bad vibes from uh, the Chargers have fought through it and they've, it's been fun watching them shush their own home crowd as they did against the Raiders a couple times. Uh, but uh, I think that will play a small role in here uh, with New England's defense, different things they might be able to do to, to find a way to get the upset. Well, to our quick picks, um, this is the game we were both alluding to a second ago, uh, certainly considered as a betting lock perhaps. And it's crazy mm-hmm. to think about as well. Uh, but uh, another formula we've gone to in past seasons, and that's picking against the Dolphins. Um, <laughs> Dolphins are on the road against the Bills. Bills, 13.5 point favorites in this one. Yes, 13.5. Bills are just a much better team. We've talked about the Dolphins' struggles. Would not be surprised at all for the Bills to win this by a couple touchdowns. Yeah, this is the one uh, yeah, that I was alluding to. I, the Dolphins have been just, uh, you know, as much as they've been snake bitten by some of these losses, they've just been a pretty bad team, uh, ranking 28th in overall DVOA as a unit. They were one of the better third-down defenses in the league last year. They've been one of the worst this year. Um, I just, you know, whether it be their offensive line being really bad and some of the things that Tua has extended plays into pressures, it's not all on that offensive line. 
I just don't see how Buffalo doesn't bounce back uh, from uh, with how their defense, even despite the how awful they looked at certain points against that in that game against Tennessee. They they still easily are ranking as the top defense in DVOA. Did not take them down that uh, too many uh, too far down their overall rankings. Uh, despite all that, they're the number one pass defense in the league, six in, in run defense. I just don't see any path to what Miami's done on offense. Uh, being able to really succeed in this one and on the flip side uh, as we kind of mentioned I mentioned with Miami's defense all the things that it hasn't done well that it did well a year ago I think Buffalo will cruise to a win I think it's the biggest mismatch in the ESPN's football power index I think it's like a 90% Bills win which is pretty ridiculous like usually that's we we might see that with like a 17 point spread so maybe you're getting a little bit of value here I don't know Um, uh, if the the Dolphins do cover it I don't think it's maybe because they suddenly had their best game of the year I think it would be the Bills uh, maybe not coming out with the urgency that they need to um, and thinking it's just going to, they're going to walk to a win this uh, game, but because of what they, uh, you know, because of how they lost the week before the bye, and now they've had two weeks to kind of salivate on that. I don't really think that's going to happen. I think the bills are going to crush the Dolphins. Well, flip a coin on what we're going to see in this next game. Um, Panthers at the Falcons, Falcons, three point favorites in this one. I mean, yeah, like it's, we've seen, we've seen the bad of both, both teams this season. And I know the Falcons have, gotten a little momentum at this point and so that's why i'm actually going to pick them this game because the panthers we know just have virtually no momentum right now yeah um but i as i said in the last episode i don't i don't know what it means for either team i don't know how good the falcons are they're playing better but i I just you know this to me is just a battle of two teams that are kind of probably going to wind up in that average range and maybe not much better than that yeah going to be it's been disappointing a little bit as we kind of talked about last week with where Carolina's gone after their strong start even with the schedule I, I just would have expected a bit more from them I do think there's a chance they bounce back here I'm waiting just to see it though I'm gonna yeah I'm picking the Falcons as well just because I want I want to see Sam Darnold play better I want to I don't want to see the same kind of things that we uh saw a week ago where you know it's not like uh, against the Giants I know they're oh, maybe a pretty decent defense but putting up three points there it was, it was just abysmal to watch um, I, obviously they bench him and uh, now I think the last rumors are saying they're out of the, the uh, Deshaun Watson trade uh, possibilities but nonetheless uh, I just want to see their, them bounce back and meanwhile the Falcons like you said we don't know how good they are and I, uh, a team that also kind of uh, maybe like the, the light version of what the Vikings are they, they somehow have good games or at least close games constantly uh, no matter how bad the opponents are that they're facing no matter whether they're losing or pulling them out uh, they're still ranking the Falcons as the second worst team in overall DVOA, which is not promising for this one, given where Carolina still uh, finds themselves at 26. So it's probably one of the worst matchups uh, of an overall talent. But I think maybe we'll see just because of what Atlanta's defense has been. Maybe Carolina's offense puts up some points. I, I still think Atlanta's offense has trended in the right direction. I'll take them finding, finding a weird way to win this one for two teams that are just, like you said, kind of not really sure what to think of them and where they're going to really be at the end of the year. Eagles are at the Lions. Eagles three and a half point favorites uh, in this game here. I, I'm picking the Eagles, but it's just like a, it's just I always have the, like it's again it's that okay maybe the Lions the Lions have to win at some point right? Well as we've seen before there are seasons where the Lions actually haven't won um, and so they don't have to win but um, they they are playing better and I think that always you know you take them back to Detroit there's always that possibility uh, but eh, I just think Jalen Hurts will find enough plays here to to get the win for the Eagles. Yeah, this one was a tough one. Um, kind of similar to the last game where I don't really have a great feel of who's going to win because the Eagles one week will come back out and you know play pretty well against a team like Tampa Bay. 
and then they'll—I mean—they they made it respectable by the end of it, uh, losing by 11 to the Raiders. But they got punched in the mouth, and they got beat up in a way that I did not expect from that Eagles defense and what they've kind of been able to do at certain points of the uh, the last couple of years, even as the team has struggled as a whole. Um, yeah, I'm picking the Eagles though to win here, just because the Lions at the same time, like they've—you uh, know—they've played close against some good opponents, but then they'll come back and have a kind of a dud. Um, we'll see. Maybe this is the week they break through. Um, not a ton of really inspiring analysis on this one to offer because uh, <laughs> I just I don't I don't see them obviously they're not going to be probably taking the same approach they did against the Rams trying to steal possessions it's things that they maybe should be doing because why not there's nothing for them to lose at this point um, and the, the Eagles I, I just think they're at this point still even if they're not that great I think they're they're a better football team clearly uh, in my mind um, obviously they have some wins but just overall there's some good things you'll see week to week with Jalen um, still think their defense isn't uh, as bad as it looked last week so p- we'll pick them to, to get a, a, a probably an ugly win here in uh, week eight yeah I could certainly see that scenario uh, playing out with these two Titans at the Colts uh, battle of the AFC South at the mm-hmm. top here Colts actually one point favorites in this one um, which I'm going to go against and pick the Titans uh, as I've said before that can not always be a good thing but uh, I, I'm all in on the Titans now like I you know yeah. I always it fluctuates right like you go all in on the Titans and then you jump right out immediately after that game against the Cardinals but now that we've seen how good the Cardinals are uh, you feel a little bit better about that mm-hmm. uh, perhaps that opening week performance and I mean the Titans have just beaten the Bills they've just beaten the Chiefs uh, I am still of the belief that the Colts are not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to stick with that, even though, as we know, this has not been a series that has been necessarily kind to the Titans over the years. But uh, we'll see. I'm going to pick the Titans, though. Yeah, you'd think after picking them to beat the Chiefs a week ago that I'd be on the all on the Titans bandwagon. But no, I'm sticking with the Colts, who I actually picked last week as well, uh, to beat <laughs> the Niners. Uh, I think, yeah, it, it just it comes down to a little bit with Tennessee still thinking their defense has been – not fantastic. I know they had just held the Chiefs at three points. I think that says a lot more about the state of the Chiefs' offense and what some of the things that they've had issues with uh, more with the offensive line, but also with some bad habits that Mahomes, I'm sure he's going to shake off very quickly. But nonetheless, some things that is concerning parts of that last game where he had the easy plays and was just trying to do too much, uh, and it worked out into Tennessee's favor. I don't think that will be the case with Indianapolis. They've really been done a good job of uh, matriculating the ball down the field, finding the, the the little plays, being able to run the ball insanely well. They have, at this point, the number one rush defense in DVOA in the league, which uh, is something that stuck out to me in terms of uh, their matchup here against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's seventh in, in run offense, only 19th in run, uh, run or pass offense. So I just I think it's maybe not the best matchup. I know they just beat them earlier this season, but I'll, I'll say the Colts have a little bit of momentum building after these last couple of wins, especially that one. They got it out. Wentz has played solidly. I think the defense has gotten better and healthier. So I'll and also just because the Titans, even though I picked them to win the division, I still think they will. They ha- they tend to have games that kind of fluctuate here and there, and uh, a lot of times these, they split this series with the Colts, and I could just see it happening again. I uh, just a, a few too many factors with the way things have trended this way uh, for me to go with Tennessee. Even though, yeah, it's a one point uh, spread for a reason. It's it's going to be a close game. Uh, uh, our you know for our division of here the podcast probably the best game left of any of the matchups yeah. in the AFC South this year. <laughs> Well, speaking of AFC South, the Rams, 14.5-point favorites on the road against the Texans. Sounds like Tyrod Taylor could be back sooner rather than later. Uh, Deshaun Watson trades heating up, but the Texans 
still bad. And mm-hmm. um, not a whole lot for me to analyze on this one. Uh, I think the Rams are a pretty safe picker. Although I don't, I don't feel great about that fourteen and a half. That's no. pretty big for a team that just struggled to beat the Lions. But I think maybe that gains the Rams a little bit more focus uh, heading into this one against another bad team for the second or I guess what is this the third week in the row now? So they played the Giants the week before that. So yeah, exactly. They got they had this nice little stretch of the schedule that worked out really well before they they get the Titans and Niners after this. So yeah, picking the Rams uh, like you said for I, I didn't really consider it as a possibility for them covering for sure. Although maybe we should. It's the third ranked overall DVOA team versus the 30th ranked DVOA team uh, and basically every part of, uh, of the game they, they should match up pretty well the Rams have even though they're kind of a middle of the road DVOA run rush offense they've only improved I've really been uh, impressed with Daryl Henderson's ascendance this year as a pass blocker something that uh, he really struggled kind of with at different points and kind of was why uh, Cam Akers took over the number one position at certain points last year he's gotten so much better there and I just uh, based on what Houston did uh, just over the course of this year the defense has been the one okay strength but they've really defended the run terribly so I could see Daryl and, and Sony Michelle and that and that run offense get going for the Rams a little bit this week in a game that maybe yeah they, maybe they don't cover because they don't need to maybe Maybe they're kind of controlling the pace a little bit. But on the flip side, I think, yeah, the Rams defense, you know, given how the game went, they, they gave up. It was kind of a, a weird kind of play on that one screen. Those plays are going to happen. But otherwise, you know, they had a couple of fourth down stops that <laughs> didn't matter because the Lions got fake punts that they converted. So they, they really, uh, overall, at the end of the day, had a pretty solid performance there, building on their solid performance against a bad offense at the, the Giants. And I think it's only going to improve this week. I think uh, special teams probably the one place of the Rams that they really need to improve. They've been pretty awful, not just outside of Matt Gay being a pretty good kicker. They have not been fantastic in the punt game, the return game, obviously in the, the defense on those fakes. So maybe we'll see Houston come out and try to do the same kind of thing that the, the Lions did, and that will be the reason they're able to cover. Steelers at the Browns. Browns, three and a half point favorites uh, in this game. This was a tough one to pick. Um, yeah. You know, Baker's status obviously will impact this a lot. It seems like, you know, he's back at practice, taking the first team reps. Seems like he will have a good chance to play. Um, you know, otherwise, I'm probably picking the Steelers. So this, picking the Browns here, but that's probably going to be dependent on whether Baker plays. If he doesn't, I'd probably pick the Steelers. If he does, I'll take the Browns. I, you know, even with with Case there, I, <laughs> I don't know how I'd go. Honestly, I'd have to think about it more. Yeah, it does sound like Baker will be back. They get uh, Nick Chubb coming back, and as we talked about on Monday, Dearness Johnson looked fantastic, even beyond what the offensive line opened up for him. Uh, Cleveland just overall at this point still, even the defense hasn't been fantastic, but they're 15th in overall DVOA. They're sixth in overall DVOA. I think they're just a they're, they're a pretty damn good team for a four and three record. I think they should they they probably should be closer to more like five and two they've lost some tough games they've played really well against tough opponents um and i just don't see pittsburgh's offense still uh facilitating too much on cleveland's defense that's the main thing so the reason why i'm thinking that even if baker's not in there i still think cleveland with their number one uh dvoa rush offense i still think even against a a tough pittsburgh defense they're going to find a way to get some points and score, uh, you know, do enough here to, to find a way to get a win. I, I think it'll be ugly again, but uh, for what the Steelers have done well uh, the last couple of weeks, I, I'm still not completely sold on them. Still need to see them win a bit more. Maybe I'll, I'll start coming onto the Steeler bandwagon once again if they find a way to win this one in Cleveland. Well, here's another one that's, yeah, I mean, again, we talk about all these kind of three, three and a half point spreads. We've mm-hmm. seen a lot of these games this week. 49ers at the Bears. 49ers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I don't think that's by any means a lock here. So 
I'm going to go with the Niners uh, to bounce back. I I just don't have enough belief in the Bears right now to be able to pick them. Khalil Mack, we know, is going to be out as well on that defense. So I I could see this kind of fitting that category of potentially ugly games. Um, That's kind of a grinded-out game. But I I think the Niners are still – um, probably a better pick in this scenario. I think so too. That's why I picked them. But I, this is definitely one that I was uh, initially going to go the other way. I, I mean, I just I have been you know picked San Francisco to win quite a few games this year, but I, I did pick them to lose last week for some of the reasons that bore out with the issues with the offense. It's just I'm surprised with how. Uh, you know, the lack of creativity with some of the run game consistently. They'll have one great drive where they just dominate on the ground, another drive where they can't do anything. They'll, they'll be able to throw and open some things up, but they can't do it consistently. And that lack of consistency for them on that side has been concerning. But And the Chicago Bears still have a pretty solid defense despite what we just saw Tampa Bay put up against them. Uh, I just I don't trust Chicago's offense on the flip. It's too uh, – it's much as you can say about uh, the issues that Kyle Shanahan's had and his overall coaching record in San Francisco – versus what Matt Nagy's done with the Bears. Uh, the lack, you know, talk about put, not putting your guy in the right position. Talk about the issues, though, also with injuries on the offensive line. The combination of the coaching, the injuries, Justin Fields has just been put in a terrible spot. I think San Francisco's uh, pass rush, you know, a lot of times came a little close uh, against Indianapolis, who has one of the better offensive lines in the league, um, and they're not going to be facing one of the better offensive lines in the league this week. I think they're going to have a much easier time uh, get, being disruptive, and uh, unless Chicago really runs the ball insanely well, that's the, the only thing they've really done well this season. Shout out to Khalil Herbert. Maybe he keeps putting up some points either on my team or on my bench. One of the two. Um, at the uh, you know that's the only way that I could see Chicago winning in a really ugly game. Um, and maybe Jimmy G keeps playing bad and turns the ball over. I know that um, I believe they they're still going to start Garoppolo, even though it sounds like Trey Lance is going to be back soon. So I, I could be wrong when I what I read on that. But even with what we saw from Trey Lance uh, in, his, in his some of his games previously, it hasn't been enough uh, encouraging enough for me to really believe in San Francisco. Overall, I don't feel great about my playoff pick of them, but I do feel like here I'll stick with them as the winner. I feel awful about it, though. <laughs> well, that's uh, what do you know? Here's another game that I think is oh, yeah. three, three-ish point spread. Washington at the Broncos. Broncos are three-point favorites in this one. Um, so this is like there is. Like this could be such a wide variety yeah. of, um, I think, outcomes with these games in week eight. Broncos, again, three-point favorites at home i'm going to pick the broncos here but i did go back and forth on this um yeah i i don't really have a good feel for this one either like we've talked about like the washington's defense has not been great broncos defense has been pretty good but uh, i think both offenses leave a little bit to be desired sounds like jerry judy could be back for the broncos i don't know how much of a difference that makes this week although as we said washington's not been great in that area so maybe he comes back and, and has a big game right away but yeah, I'd, I'll pick the Broncos. Probably if you flipped it and Washington was the home team, I'd probably pick them. Yeah, this is a it's a tough one. Um, Denver, for all the the things that you know, I, I've talked about with their defense, they're only ranking twenty six in DVOA. They're not, they have not been fantastic overall. They, they beat up on some really bad teams, so I'm, I'm guessing it's adjusted for that kind of stuff. And last week, obviously facing a, a really 
uh, the Browns team that wasn't all their starters. So, yeah, these two teams are ranking right next to each other in the 20s overall. And it's it's like, man, you talk about a game that could be pretty ugly. If Washington's been maybe a little bit better on special teams, maybe that's why they, they find a way to win this one. I'm still picking the Broncos. I tend to believe even with their th- – with you know saying that they've only beat up on bad teams this is another bad team they're playing uh, and they've they they've lost to pretty good teams so far washington they're more of the wild card because we don't know what we're going to get week to week with that offense they've you know last week could have scored some more points against green bay they've had some really good performances some really bad ones i don't know i, I feel a little bit I, maybe i'm just relying a little bit too much on i'm thinking that denver's just gonna eventually they're, they're i still think there's just more to what that roster can have the offer overall and i think they'll um at the end of the day they still have a, one of the better you know at least out of the units ranking for these teams their offense is at least in the in the top half of the league whereas no one else no other unit for either of these teams is really ranking that well so I'll, maybe I'll, I'll stand on that as the reason i'm picking denver but like you said woof this could this could go either way and it's just two teams that are just not you know so far i think they had expectations internally that they have not been met clearly well, we wrap up with the Giants at the Chiefs. The Chiefs, 10-point favorites in this game, and that tells you all you need to know about where the Giants are at because, as we said, the Chiefs have been not good no. um, in recent weeks, but uh, here they are as 10-point favorites at home. Um, if there's a there's a get-better game, this feels like it for the mm-hmm. Chiefs uh, to be able to really perhaps you know unleash some things offensively. Meanwhile, the Giants could put up some points also, uh, depending on who plays. I guess on offense, they've had injuries and such as well. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. I just, there's, there's no way to pick against the Chiefs here. Even as, even as bad as they've looked at times, I think you have to pick them. I have faith they'll work it out, obviously, and I know you do too. It's like eventually this, these same mistakes that I'm sure that Pat's going to look at some of those things, especially in this last game. Uh, you could say there's been drop passes, tip balls, different weird things that have led to the turnovers. But this last week was clearly his worst game, I think, this past season in terms of what he can control. Um, and he's trying to do too much. And I, maybe hopefully he doesn't try to do too much here against the Giants team that – Yes, they just came off that really encouraging win against the Panthers. Uh, the Chiefs' offense is still way better. They, despite some of the bad things they've done, they're still fifth in DVOA. I mean, they they still have a lot of answers on that side of the ball. On the flip side, I, the Giants, I just – yeah, maybe they're able to keep up with their offense against, again, this really bad Chiefs' defense. I don't know. I just uh, – especially the games in, in Kansas City. Um, maybe if it was in New York, I'd feel a little weirder about it, especially on a Monday night. Um, but yeah, the, you got to stick with the Chiefs just because I do think at some point, even if their defense stays bad, and it's probably going to stay bad unless they make some sort of trade that I'm not sure they they have the cap space to do. Um, I, I think their offense is going to find it, and th- like you said, this is maybe a, a get back uh, week for them here against the Giants. Yep, should be for the Chiefs, and uh, we'll see what happens with the rest of these games. Like we said, a lot of potential. Uh, swing games here in terms of uh, these spreads and which way they can go. So we'll see what happens. But, of course, Dylan have it all covered over at Clutch Points, uh, everything going on in the NFL, uh, World Series as well. And, uh, again, basketball, it's just uh, that time of year. Awesome. Yep, yep. We got tons of basketball games to follow. Your Braves looking good, at least in the first game of the World Series. Hopefully they do uh, well tonight. Uh, so you can follow all the NBA games. You can follow the World Series in the Clutch Points app. You can follow all the NFL games in the Clutch Points app. Uh, tons of fantasy content on our site on, on the Fantasy Football tab on the top of the ClutchPoints.com homepage. Go to NFL. We have uh, all the breakdowns, betting pr- predictions coming up for every single one of these games in the NFL this week. Every uh, breakdown's uh, not on the betting side, but 
have a specifically for every single team obviously all of your news coverage all the tons of trade ideas for every single team that we're coming out with as well ahead of next tuesday's uh, deadline uh, by the time we record again maybe we'll have a little bit of deadline talk in addition to our takeaways from the, the week eight game so yeah go, go to clutch points in the app and on the website to read all about all that stuff we got plenty of plenty of things very busy time for us <laughs> yeah find it all over clutch points and uh, as always be sure to subscribe to the podcast any podcast app you use search for staff to pass uh, but thanks as always for listening to the podcast and uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the established pass podcast